Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. Success comes to those who ask for help and understand they don't have all the answers. People who do things differently and don't continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. If you're tired of making those same mistakes and you are one of those smart people out there, one of those few who understand that you need help, what I am doing is giving away a free 15-minute coaching call to every single one of you on the daily grind so feel free to check out the link book a free 15 minute call i look forward to speaking with you happy monday everyone and welcome back to the show on the daily grind today i'm sharing with you an interview i did on the dream life is real life podcast with hannah hermanson in this episode we touch on how small incremental steps and about having small incremental wins every single day how that can lead to bigger results and bigger success along with sharing some actionable items that you can start implementing in your life today so as always be sure to grab a pen grab a piece of paper sit back and dive deep in today's episode with hannah hermanson on the dream life is real life podcast enjoy we're back hannah here with colin morgan today Colin is a former professional golfer who now is a part owner of the Plan to Profit Group, where he's in charge of the business development and marketing strategies of the company. Colin is also the host of the Daily Grind podcast, where he interviews successful entrepreneurs five days a week. Colin's main obsession with human growth and or Colin's main obsession is with human growth and development, and he strives every day to seek progression in one area of his life. Welcome, Colin. Hannah, thank you so much for being for having me here. This is such an honor. Yeah, how does it feel to be on the other side, the interviewee for a change? <laughs> I love it. My whole day, I seem like I, I spend behind the mic, so it's good to be on the other side and being interviewed instead of being the interviewer. Yes, it's great to have you here. And where in the world are you coming in today? I am uh, in a city called Oakville, Ontario, which is about forty-five minutes south of the main city, Toronto. Got it. Yes. When we, we first met, I wondered if you were from maybe the Midwest because we have uh, some, some accent similarities. <laughs> so, oh yeah, <laughs> from Canada. I love it. <laughs> yeah. If I drop an A, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realize in just reading your bio that you used to be a former professional golfer. Was that mm -hmm. sort of your like childhood dream? Is that what you thought you would end up being in the long run? Definitely. Yeah. I grew up and from a very young age, I, I had a passion for sports, sports in general. And then uh, I had to make a decision when I was around 13, 14, what direction I wanted to go in because my parents were sick and tired of, of spending their whole lives driving me places. So they said, Colin, you got to focus on one. 
So I decided to pick golf. It was what I really loved to do. I had a passion for it and it was what I was best at. So, um, I put all my eggs in there and, you know, from that age, I thought that that was going to be my career path. I did very well as a junior golfer. I ended up getting a full scholarship and had a a very nice, uh, decorated amateur career Hmm. before turning professional. Um, I played professionally for three years. Um, golf's a little tricky um, when you're, when you're transitioning out of amateur status into professional, but I did see some early success, but um, unlike other things, as I continued to play, I actually started to regress and get worse. And I think a lot of that had to do with um, mentally this, the state I was in, but I had to come to a realization that golf wasn't for me. And I had to make a, a real pivot in my life and a change. And that wasn't easy. But uh, yeah, from a very young age, Hannah, that was my dream. Wow. I always think it's so interesting to understand, you know, those childhood dreams and where they go in our path because they do tend to show up. But for you to be able to commit to it and to see it come true, to hit the professional status. And so tell us a little bit more about that pivot when you realized, all right, I'm not going to be golfing forever and always. Yeah. I mean, that was probably the most difficult time, Hannah, in my life Um, to, you know, to put all your effort into one thing and to that, that, that's all I'd ever dreamed of. That's all I thought I would do. So to realize that I wasn't going to be doing that anymore was, was difficult for me. So it was a lot of years of me trying to discover what it is I was going to do next. And, um, I did a lot of things I shouldn't, um, Hmm. I I tried a bunch of different things that I failed at. Um, But from all of those experiences and life lessons, it led me into what I'm doing now. So it's one of those things where I look back and I'm like, well, I can't believe I did some of those things or I can't believe how many jobs that I had or how many businesses I started that I actually failed. But all of those things that I did led me to a point and it gave me skills, um, which I have now, which I'm using in everyday life. Yeah, I can definitely relate to a phase in life near a pivot where you yeah, make some less than ideal decisions or you take on roles or you know, things happen to you. And I think it's so inspiring to hear folks like you have these stories that that's not where it ends. And like each failure is a learning opportunity and you're only growing through those experiences. So what were some, and you also mentioned as a golfer towards the end of your career, mindset was maybe one of your challenges. So can you talk to us about how did you maintain a mindset of opportunity and like, all right, on to the next thing through that phase of your life? (laughs) Well, it's definitely difficult. I got to be honest, there were definitely days and months where I didn't have that um, optimism. Um, For a lot of times I... I thought that I wouldn't get to a point where I'm at now. I thought I was just sort of destined for mediocrity and and taking something. But in my head throughout that whole time, I'd always knew there was something more for me. Mm. And what I continued to do, um, or sorry, what I found out as I was sort of discovering myself and and going through a self-education stage, I realized why I had failed at golf and and why I had failed at business among a lot of reasons. But one specifically was my intention going in. So for golf, after I had turned professional, I, I started to, to have this thought in my head and it played back in all the time of me being, you know, on the 18th hole, 
of a major golf tournament with Tiger Woods in my group. I got a one shot lead, you know, like it's the dream, right? Like I was so obsessed with being there. And when I started businesses, I was so obsessed with looking at other people's success and wishing that, you know, I, I hope I have that money. I hope I have that car and that lifestyle and, you know, that wife and, and the house and all those things that these people had. And it was difficult for me as I was starting out to put in the day-to-day -day work necessary in order to get there because I was just wanting it quickly. I wasn't mm -hmm. willing to put in the time um, necessary. I was almost, uh, I was very results driven. I was in love with the result, but I wasn't in love with the process. And the moment I started to realize that and fall in love with the process, that's when the results started to come towards me. Yeah, that's a fascinating realization and that I can mm -hmm. totally relate to. And I think, well, I know in my own life, when I have been numbers driven, um, like I'm sure in sports, you know, you wanted to hit a certain score or you wanted to be for in sure. a certain tournament. And for me, I um, had an eating disorder. So it was how many miles can I run? How much, how many mm -hmm. calories can I count? And then, you know, you get over that phase, but then you find yourself in the next phase of life. Like how much money can I earn? How many clients can I get? How many totally. views are on my podcast? And <laughs> I don't know if it's like a natural human thing, but the numbers game is the fastest place I've felt burnout. And when you can shift that perspective to like, okay, well, what is my impact? What is the journey? What have I learned today? That's when you suddenly wake up, or at least for me, you wake up and you're like, wait a minute, I did all those things. Like <laughs> I'm where I wanted to be. And I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, because I had a certain revenue point per se. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's important to have goals in place but it's important to also have the small wins I find. And mm -hmm. if every day you can, you know, write something down that you want to accomplish, whether it be really small or whether it be something a little bit bigger, but if every day you can just try to have those little small wins, it will lead up to those bigger, bigger wins and bigger goals. Yeah. And you have to be, I love that everyday practice because you have to be aware. Otherwise we go weeks and days feeling like it's not working. I'm not getting anywhere. And then if you look back, you've, you've learned a lot this week. I like that totally. exercise a lot. Totally. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, especially, sorry, especially starting out, right. It's very difficult because for a while you may not see any results. Mm -hmm. So to really love what you're doing and, and love the process is really important. Yeah. So something you mentioned in your journey to be where you are now is that you had to learn through failures to kind of identify like your strengths or what you were really passionate about. So what is it that lights you up today that you don't care about the numbers that you find wins in that maybe is your mission today? Um, I love that. Um, that's something that I always ask people. And that's something that, you know, every day I try to wake up and find the answer to. But for me, um, it just goes back to progress. And, and what really fires me up is that I can be better today than I was yesterday. And every day is an, is a chance for me in order to improve in something. Um, if you're in business, a lot of the time, say business is kind of like Groundhog Day. Every day is, you know, the same, but you have the opportunity every day in order to change something. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> um, but every day you have the ability to, to make a change and to shift something that you're doing, um, implement something that's going to help you in the long haul. So for me, just knowing that when I wake up, I can do something today that's going to make me better. If I can do something today that my future self will thank me for, I mean, that really fires me up. 
progress, not perfection. And every right. day finding those opportunities to make a little improvement and then write down your wins. <laughs> I'm Definitely. Notes, adding this to my routine. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that you um, are part of the plan to profit group and you're inspired by progress. So tell us a little bit about what roles you're balancing right now. I like asking this to folks who maybe don't have their own, like aren't solopreneurs, but have lots of projects going on to help us understand like what it actually looks like when you're following passions and looking for progress. Yeah. So you're, you're speaking in terms of a business side. Yeah. Like what are, what are the roles that you're balancing between, you know, is your work nine to five? Do you have a side hustle? How do you have time to interview five entrepreneurs a week? (laughs) What does that look like? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't do a nine to five. What I do do is I I get up at five every day, um, Monday through Friday, weekends are my sleep in days. Um, for the first hour or so is kind of me time. I just spend time, you know, enjoying my coffee and I I do uh, 20 minutes of meditation and visualization and task. Uh, I do what's called a top three. Um, and then I get into exercise and then I start my day. But for me, with what I have to juggle, I mean, it seems like a lot for people. I, I interview someone every single day. Um, now I've gotten to a point where I like to keep those interviews straight on Tuesdays. So Tuesdays are full are filled up with, with interviews from starting at nine, sometimes ending at six or seven um, in you know 30 minute breaks in between. Um, I also do the marketing side of plan to profit and uh, work with the sales team. So uh, what we do essentially is very simple. Um, We help businesses, especially service-based businesses, we help them uh, grow and reach their full potential. And we do that through looking at real data. Um, A lot of times people make changes in their business based on emotions. We want to look at what's working, what's not working. Let's look at the numbers, the stuff that a lot of people really don't want to look at, but is Mm -hmm. necessary to. And based on those numbers, we're able to make educated you know, decisions on whether they need more customers or whether their uh, costs are too high. And we find ways in which to improve their business. So for me, it's all about attention. Um, I try to give Plan to Profit as much attention as possible along with other businesses that we work with, um, understanding that the toughest thing for a business is, is to get out of obscurity and let people know who you are and what you do. And I'm sure you can attest to that, Hannah. Once you get people to know who you are, what your company is, what you stand for and what you do, becomes very easy um, on the sales side of things. So my job is strictly to get attention, to get customers in the door. Um, and then, you know, I, I weave my time through editing podcasts and getting on other shows like this and doing some other uh, cool creative things. I love that because I'm hearing your mission and your passion for improvement and progress woven into everything you do, even when they're mm-hmm. separate projects. And it sounds like you you have more of a five to nine <laughs> instead of a nine to five, which <laughs> is something I see a lot of folks when they're on their passion path and they're pursuing their side hustle is that we do end up working more, but it doesn't feel like work. And totally. there's less of this work-life balance, which I used to blog about in my cubicle. <laughs> um, and now it's like more of this like work-life integration, which it seems like you're really embodying. 
Definitely. Yeah. I, I definitely, you know, for me early on, it was all about, you know, work-life balance. How can I, you know, find time for myself and make sure that I, I'm off work at three. But for now, for me, I understand that the only way which I'm going to grow what I'm doing, the only way in which I'm going to reach the level in which I want to reach is, is by working hard. Um, mm-hmm. It's having a, a plan in place of where I want to get. And then it's being able to work hard. And I know one day, um, you know, even now, some days I can just take completely off if I need to, which is the benefits of, of being your own boss. But um, in the, the fact that you work hard towards something and then at the end of it, you get what you want to get. For me, that's just so motivating that yeah. I have the ability to get there. And the more I do now, the faster I'm going to be able to get there. Yes. And like we talked about learning on the journey, how I can be more efficient, how I can innovate, how I can help more people as I get to those goals that I have for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm so with you, Colin. Great stuff. (laughs) So we're getting to the point in the show where I like to give guests a little pop quiz. Are you up for it? Let's do it. All right. So the first question, and we talked about some, but I'd really love for you to drill into one thing that listeners can do today to get them closer to their goals or their dream life? Um, I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach meditation. If you haven't tried meditation, there's some people out there may have, who have done it, but they're like, it's not for me, but actually give it a shot and do it for two to three weeks. Spend at the beginning stages, spend 10 minutes every day in the morning, ideally and just spend time for yourself and just sit down and calm your mind and get really in tune and self-aware of, of the feelings in your body, what's going on in your life. Because the moment I started to do that, I started to, a lot of pains in my life started to come up. And from that time of just self-reflection and being quiet, it allowed me to heal. And from those times of being quiet, um, it allowed me to now grow. So, you know, for anyone listening, just really give it a shot. And um, some people think it's silly, but, you know, for me, I can definitely say it's something that I really enjoy doing because I've seen the benefits of it. Um, And it's not something that, you know, I had uh, Sharon Salzberg on the show um, who brought brought the mindfulness practice to uh, uh, North America back in the 70s. And she was telling people, like, there's no real right way of of doing it. It's just the fact that you're doing it and that's what's important. So for anyone who hasn't tried it, or if you have no idea what it's about, just give it a shot. You can download the Headspace app, spend 10 minutes a day for like two weeks and, and, and let me know the results. Listeners, I can't make this up. It is guest after guest encouraging you to meditate, Colin. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. And I feel like my background as a yoga teacher and, Mm. you know, sort of my woo-woo-ness, sometimes I hold back and I like to give more tactical advice because, yeah, people have hesitations or say, yeah, I tried that or whatever. Um, and I, I'm not perfect at it. Like you said, just a few minutes of quiet in your day will rewire your brain, will give you lessons, will show you insights. And so way to preach. I appreciate it. <laughs> totally. And, and I was one of those people who, who were really skeptical of it. I didn't want to do it. And when someone told me to do something, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But if you can just kind of open up and, and start trying things and, and be open to it, you'll, you'll really find a big difference happen. Love it. 
A plus. <laughs> Question number two is what is a tangible resource? Maybe a book or a podcast or a mentor that really changed your life that you would encourage folks to get in touch with after listening to this. Um, man, there's so many people, so many friends who have podcasts. It's hard to say one. Um, for me, which got me into podcasts, which I always say I, I open about it was uh, John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneur on Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an introduction into podcasting for me. A book that I read recently is by Ray Dalio. Um, it's right up here on my mantle. I've read it twice. It's called Principles. Um, if you haven't read that, do read that book. And then another book, um, which I'm staring at, just making sure that I got it, is uh, uh, it's, uh, Phil Knight's book. I forget what it's called. Shoe Dog. That's what it's called. Those two books, um, my favorite books that I've ever read, and also someone that I love to turn to is Russell Brunson. Mm. Boom, shake the room, Colin Morgan (laughs) giving all sorts of resources. I love it. Good stuff. Question number three, where can people learn more about your work and stay connected with you? Definitely. Um, When's this going to air, Hannah? Summer, late summer. So it's probably about August, 2018. Awesome. So I'll make it really easy for the audience. You can go to Hannah's website, which is dream life is real life. Is that right? Yep. Dream life is real life.com forward slash. Um, actually, you know what? We're going to do this again. You can go to daily forward slash dream life. And there I'm going to create a specific landing page for you all to thank you, Hannah, for having me on the show. Um, It's going to have all the places for people to follow me. And I'm going to give away uh, something really cool to your audience. Ooh, gifts. Sounds exciting. So uh, daily grind podcast forward slash dream life. That's it. Awesome. Colin, thank you so much. It has been great getting to know a bit more of your story and get so much wisdom from you. Hannah, it was an absolute honor. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. All right, everyone. We'll be back next week with another inspiring guest. You've been learning how to make your dream life your real life with Hannah Hermanson. To get the resources mentioned on today's show and to listen to past episodes, visit www.dreamlifeisreallife.com. 